People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. That's Matt over there. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's going on? And, of course, I'm Joe. We're here, your 20 by 20 Ring Crew, episode 92. 92. God damn, I'm... We're getting old. We're getting old. You're getting old. Old and senile. <laughs> I feel like uh, Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> um... It's good to be back. Absolutely. Um, I was down with a stomach bug. Actually, my me and my family were down with a stomach bug. I haven't seen you in like another week and a half or whatever. But Something hey, like that, yeah, it's all good. We got wrestling going on in the background as usual. Um, we got some Ring of Honor center stage shows going on on one side, and uh, St. Louis Anarchy. Anarchy, their GTA 2020 show, Gateway to the Ark. Courtesy of IWTV Live. That's independent wrestling television for you folks not in the know. The app works now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have not had an issue with the app so far. That's, so. that's really good news to hear, man. Because, uh, you know, you and I have been talking about just checking out more content on this app for a long time. But uh, back when we initially started checking it out, app was horrible. Could not... Uh, at least for me, anyway. Yeah. I know you had some issues, but like I could not get full shows to work for the fucking life of me. But uh, yeah, it seems like everything is well and good now, and um, that's awesome. That's good to hear. Um, please definitely go check out all independent wrestling, no matter where you are. Um, you can definitely do that through us, help support the show, and uh, check out something in your neck of the woods. Last I counted, there was like literally 53 different promote promotions you could get through brown paper tickets. Okay. If, you're, if you don't know, brown paper tickets is an independent ticketing company. And uh, you can do that over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash brown paper tickets. All one word. And uh, yeah, you'd be surprised at some of the stuff on there. Usually pretty cheap. Can buy tickets in advance. Um, it's great, it's great stuff. So definitely check it out. Go see a show. Go have some fun. Support pro wrestling. Yeah, it really doesn't matter what uh, where you're at. I mean, every every major city's got at least one like in the independence professional wrestling company. And and you know what? Like these are the stars of tomorrow. Sometimes the stars of yesterday show up and stars of today. You know, you, you never know what you're going to see at an indie show. And it's the cheapest, cheapest uh, ticket in town, man. You know, it's just, it's, just, it's just a great time. And, you know, a lot of times, too, you know, you, you, you see, you watch a show. We're watching a show right now. So far, I haven't recognized anybody here. But, you know, what? It, it, you never know. Maybe maybe we're, you're seeing the next Kenny Omega. Maybe you're seeing the next, you know, whoever... You know. as, as long as it's not Scott Steiner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's back, right? Yeah, I got to watch that on uh, episode thir 13. Well, 
I don't know what it's like season two episode. Uh, I, whatever. I think it is the thirteenth episode. But yeah, thirteenth overall episode of NWA Power, and uh, let me tell you, you always play with fire, giving that man a live microphone. Um, the promo he cut was about how he hated fat asses, <laughs> and I'm just surprised they let him get away with half the shit he said. So, kudos to you, Scott. So, Steiner. so I haven't seen that episode, so I haven't seen that promo. I I'm I'm curious to why they would risk that given the controversy they had a few weeks ago or a month ago whatever. I I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe they talked to him beforehand and and got his reassurance like hey I'm not going to pull a Jim Cornette or yeah or what have you you know but if you talk to a lot of people especially online especially in his neck of the woods I don't think he really has too much going on anymore. Other than showing up at Shoney's all the damn time. Because he owns the Shoney's out in, in Georgia, wherever he's at. Mm-hmm. So, he seems like he's there a lot. Yeah. And I know I've, I've talked to uh, old school fans on, on Facebook. And, you know, they've been to the Shoney's. <laughs> they've, they've met him there. They, yeah. and, and it literally is like, hey, he just fucking hangs out a lot there. Because he's the owner and, and manager. So... But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to be at a buffet. I don't. I don't know if I want to be anywhere, and like have to deal with a Scott Steiner, like just watching me eat and shit like that. You know, <laughs> it's it's not it's not appealing to me. Yeah, not a to do list. You know, no no bucket list here. Uh, real quick here again, we're watching one of the two shows. Joe mentioned Ring of Honor. Uh, Saturday Night Center Stage took place January eleventh. If I'm gonna get my days right. Uh, on a Saturday, given the name. <laughs> uh, St. Louis Anarchy, Gateway to Anarchy. I got that name wrong. It's not Gateway to the Ark, Gateway to Anarchy. Uh, it's taking place in a very small venue called Spalding Hall. It's in Alton, Illinois. A lot of, a lot of their shows are based in either upper Missouri or, or southern Illinois. Um, you mentioned before the show here, and this is for anyone that wants to book a show... The height of the ceiling is very important, and uh, <laughs> in this match, we've already seen how it's it is not it is coming uh, against them. Uh, so inside that inside on that turnbuckle, if a guy stands on top of that turnbuckle, they would their head would be pushing up against the ceiling. Yeah, they have to duck. So that is that is going to be a problem for any high flyer throughout the night. Uh, which that, is like more than half of this match we're watching right now. Like they look like they're all high flyers except for him. Yeah, there's, a, there's definitely like a powerhouse guy who's, who could be a high flyer too. Kind of looks like a from the back. He kind of looks like Cian Almas, and then I he turn around, he doesn't look like that anymore. <laughs> He's not Cian Almas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, that's that's important, people. If you, for all you would be bookers, size, the height. <laughs> of, of your of your ceiling is important. You don't. And, and well, I mean, you gotta also think outside the box. And if you're gonna book a, a venue like this, maybe just hire shorter people to wrestle. <laughs> 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 I know my big fucking six foot five ass is not gonna get on that top rope and try to pull shit off. You know. <laughs> no, thank you. But uh, I, either way, it's independent wrestling. I'm sure they'll improvise. Uh, but. Uh, but yeah, that isn't that is definitely important. Now, 
Ring of Honor. <laughs> we we got to go back to the sh- to the to to what we not necessarily what we saw this weekend, but it is, it is important uh, to discuss what happened in Ring of Honor or what's going on in Ring of Honor because in 2019 they had probably one of their worst years in recent history. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know we had talked about on the show if if they have a year remotely as bad as last year, are they going to survive? Against all this competition that exists within within the industry, and it seems like they just kind of pulled a, a rabbit out of their hat. Um, you know, for one for for one thing, or a villain out of a heist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so last year they became very notorious to now know that they are not paying their talent. They necessarily should be paying their talent. Nowhere near what they should be paying their talent. <laughs> so it leads to the question, are they having financial woes or are they just fucking cheapskates? Well, that answer hasn't been fully answered yet, but they do have money. They do have money to, to throw at somebody because I don't know the exact dollar amount, but I know that it's from from multiple sources that it is a very what's being called the equivalent to a WWE main roster paycheck to one other than the villain Marty Scurll to stay within Ring of Honor. He has re-signed with the company. I, again, I don't know the lengths of it off the top yeah, of my head. We're, we're assuming it's multi-year. Right. But that's not the only thing. They did not just lock him in for at least a year, but more likely multi, multiple years. But he is now apparently the head booker for Ring of Honor. Which opens up a whole clusterfuck of Pandora's box opportunities. And we potentially have seen that already. And again, I'm not crediting Marty's girl. We, Joe and I were talking about this before we started recording. But it is really coincidental. Yeah. So here's, what, here's what's gone now. A couple of things. First, Ring of Honor announced that they, are, they will be in Lakeland, Florida, uh, WrestleMania weekend. Again, WrestleMania is happening in Tampa this year, so they're doing the whole... They're actually the ones that started that trend, following WrestleMania. <laughs> Supercard of Honor is happening. And um, a couple announcements, key figures that have been booked for that show. One is Will Ospreay, and one other than the leader of the Bullet Club himself, the Switchblade Jay White, have both announced that they will be at that show. They're booked for that show. That's all we know so far, but New Japan has been very distant from Ring of Honor since the G1 Supercard, and including pulling out of the that big summer show that that they had back. Yeah, there. that was supposed to be what four different organizations yeah. working together, and it came down to I believe two. Two, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was the SummerSlam weekend in in uh, Toronto. And so they're now they you know you got two main very big names in Ring of Honor, or excuse me, in New Japan coming to Ring of Honor for a show, and then that's not all. We mentioned that summer show. Now the other organization that was supposed to be there was none other than the National Wrestling Alliance. They pulled out, and it became very apparent that they were no longer doing business. So we're going to fast forward this Ring of Honor weekend that we just had. These, these, the Sunday show, which took place on January 12th, called Honor Reigns Supreme, 
none other than Strictly Business shows up, and including the leader, none other than the NWA World Heavyweight Champion himself, Nick Aldis, shows up and delivers a message to Marty Scurll, who showed up at the December NWA pay-per-view, and everyone thought, okay, he's going to NWA, or at least he's going to be part of NWA, because his contract Ring of Honor was expiring. Or right. at, at that point, I believe it expired. It had expired, yeah. And he does that, okay, you know, he, it looks like he's at least doing NWA stuff. Comes back to re-signing with Ring of Honor, and becoming the head booker, and now NWA shows up to Ring of Honor television, Ring of, all over again. And it just it, it leads you to wonder, is this because of Marty Skrull? And I know it's a lot to put on one guy, but as my partner here says, the coincidence is... is it, it's a little too much to just bat an eye at. Yeah. It, There's a lot it, happening because of that, or at least around the time of that, I should say. And it's kind of hard to say completely flat out no, that it's not because of Marty. And, you know, Chris, Chris Jericho shows up to New Japan for Wrestle Kingdom with the AEW title because... That was a stipulation for his match with uh, Ace. And they, you know, New Japan did not shy away from showing the belt or mentioning it or anything like that. But then afterwards, Chris Jericho said the door was closed. Yeah. But then um, about a week ago, you had Cody Rhodes say... You had Cody Rhodes say that the door keeps opening and closing, meaning between New Japan and AEW. Right. And let's face it, I mean, you'd be you'd, you'd be stupid not to sit there and kind of factor Marty into all this, especially now with uh, Will Ospreay and Switchblade Jay White showing up for Supercard of Honor. Um. Maybe that's what he meant, that the door keeps opening and closing now because of, of what Marty was, was about to, to do, meaning seal the deal and become head booker and, and sign a new, a new thing. And, uh, you know, let's, let's, be, let's be really honest about this whole situation. No matter what's going on, there's one thing those guys, meaning the elite, <laughs> promised to do when they left to, to create AEW or go their own ways. And this includes Marty Skrull. Mm-hmm. I understand he's not with them in AEW, but at least not yet. <laughs> um, what did they promise to do? They promised to change the wrestling world. And, you know, it would be, it would be too much like right now that he's head booker and he's making a, a, a nice chunk of change with Ring of Honor, why not? Why not sit there and hammer out some sort of partnership? You know, Marty, Marty has always said he's probably the most unconventional wrestler you'll meet because everybody kind of assumes he's going to do this and then he looks at that and says, no, I don't want to do that. I want to go do something different. And he does it. He's been really smart about working with with other companies and not being signed. And I I can't wait. I can't wait to see what else comes of this. And I really do think we will see 
an AEW partnership happen sooner or later. Even if it's just Marty himself. I could definitely see that. He owns Villain Enterprises. He can take that gimmick anywhere he wants. It is not property of any company. So that that's where I'm at. That's how I feel about all this. And, and I'm telling you, man. To me, it just makes too much sense. It's a very interesting time because this kind of just happened out of nowhere. And it, and it also brought back almost like... almost They basically PCO'd their own company in a way of bringing it back to life. <laughs> and it's just... Uh, it, it, it breathes new life into a company that was very much looking like things were over. Yeah. Things were, at least things Man, were going on. they were swirling down. the drain like a week ago. <laughs> I mean, and it's just, it's, it's amazing how fast things have turned around. And, uh, um, it's huge. It's huge to keep a guy like Marty Scurll because obviously he's a big draw and, and, a, and a good wrestler, but, you know, he, he very much has a good head on his shoulders for the business. You know, he also bought into what the elite was, was you know, with, with, you know, to that Kool-Aid. And even though he didn't go with them, it doesn't mean that he didn't, doesn't believe in that style. Right. He doesn't believe in, in sharing talent, which is a big thing. Uh, I, this is, this is huge. I, I, I mean, everything is still yet to be determined. I, I, I don't know. There's still so many uncertainties at this point of this recording, but it very much leaves a lot of hope during a time where it's it seemed like things were kind of. I'm gonna add lost. two. I'm gonna add two more uh, X factors here in all this. Um, for those not keeping up or ha- haven't been able to keep up, um, by the time you hear this episode, they should be revealed. But you have two slots, two open slots. In the NWA TV title tournament. And they have already promised that those two men will be from other companies. Or another company. So I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past Ring of Honor to slip at least one guy in there. I'm not sure that they'll do both. But that's, that's what it's looking like. I, I don't see anybody from New Japan coming. But... I could definitely see two people from Ring of Honor showing up. I, I couldn't tell you who. So yeah, I, I think for sure they they would if if anything it'd be from Ring of Honor right now. But <clears throat> New Japan's kind of in this again. It's in that weird weird mix. Okay, you you're obviously they announced they're going to bring two guys at the very least to Ring of Honor um, for the for the Supercard of Honor show. But you know they're also now now you're in that mix again where. You know, last year they they didn't do it as much. They they very much kept to themselves, including their their United States shows. This is a, a company that's doing even more U.S. shows this year than they did the, the the previous two three years, probably definitely combined. And uh, you know now you're looking at it, and you know do you start looking at outside talent again to come to your shows? You know, do you start looking at Ring of Honor? Do you start looking at an NWA? And if the doors continue to open, do we eventually see the Elite back in a New Japan pro wrestling ring? Well, you know what? Any Anybody who has paid attention to New Japan um, over, the, over the past, you know, 20 or 30 years, um, there's one thing that happens for sure. 
whenever they introduce outside talent to one of their shows, is if it's a New Japan branded show and they're running it, yeah, of course you'll see outside talent. That talent won't go over. <laughs> that's that's kind of like an unwritten rule with them, and which is fine. But uh, let's face it, they don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. They, if they're if they're if they want to westernize and and, and uh, come to the states in a big big way, you'd be a damn fool not to share talent. A damn fool. I want to point out something here for again. I I, I like to to dumb things down for the WWE marks. Uh, and for those that uh, stick strictly with that that company, it's inclu- it's including the NXT only marks as well. Look at look at what NXT is doing right now. We saw this at the NXT UK pay per view takeover Blackpool. Uh, that was WWE's first big event of the year. Hell of a show, definitely worth watching if you oh, haven't yeah. done so. Oh yeah, go over to our website twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast. Slash WWE Network, it's all one word. Get yourself a 30-day subscription and definitely check out that show as well as the other shows that are happening this month as well as a huge list of, of past shows from, from 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and so and on and so forth. fuck it while you're on there, watch the Rumble. Watch the Rumble, yeah, watch the Rumble. But before that, watch Worlds Collide. Now, what Worlds Collide is, is a it's, it's NXT versus... NXT, it's NXT versus NXT UK. This time around, it's not a bunch of random matches that happen at conventions and they put it all together for a show. This is a live event that's happening in Houston, <laughs> a city that is as clouded with controversy right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, there, it's 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 in Houston and um, it's NXT versus NXT UK, and you have. What you have is you have guys and girls that generally don't see each other, don't face each other because they're on separate brands. And guess what? They're facing each other. You know, you, Imperium is on both shows. So this, you know, Imperium versus uh, the Unspeed Era. Yes, I get it. Like, you can argue, say that's an NXT versus NXT thing. But you have Dragonov versus Finn Balor. We talked about that. We have Ripley versus Tony Storm for the title. That, you know, that's. Again, that's cross branded. Um, I, I forget the uh, the other ones I said. Uh, you have the what is that? The oh, Fatal Four Way. Fatal Four Way for the for the the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, right now, it's Angel Garza defending against uh, Isaiah Scott and uh, two other people to be determined. Which I'm going to assume that they're going to both be from NXT UK. Uh, and then to, to to also add to this, you have DIY reuniting, taking on Mustache Mountain. That's, that, oh, that's a dream match right there. Hell yeah. And that's, again, DIY is NXT. Mustache Mountain is NXT UK. That's swapping talent. I get it. They all work for the same company. They all work for WWE. But that's what swapping talent is. Now take that idea that you guys are for and, and put that with a, another company like like a Ring of Honor, NJPW, uh, AEW potentially, uh, NWA, and what if all that happens on a consistent basis? I'm not saying you know it needs to happen all the time because then things become too muddied and all that stuff, and it doesn't become it loses its its, its specialness, its pizzazz. But the fact that you never know who's going to show up at a show, what kind of dream matches you can have, I mean, it's just it. 
it just goes on and on and on and on. And I just absolutely love the idea of this potentially happening. And it, and it looks like there's a potential for it to finally take place in ways that we were kind of promised in the past. So I, I, I'm all for it. I don't know how much Marty Scurll has anything to do with this. He, he may not have anything to do with this. But it very much looks like Ring of Honor has pretty much put all their chips in with this. And it's do or die for them. It's do or, it's definitely do or die. And, and they definitely don't want to die. And that's what it, you know good for them because it was looking scary. It's looking scary. And, and we'll see what this does with attendance. And... Uh, yeah. Hopefully this time around, when you have foreign people, and I don't just mean like actual foreign people, but non-Ring of Honor participants, let's not be dicks to them. Let's not, oh, yeah, right. let's not make oh, them uncomfortable God. where they don't want to work for you. Let's let's lose that stigma that Ring of Honor is not a place to that you got you want to do business with. But um, yeah, that's that was that was one thing that happened. Uh, over this past weekend, uh, you know, over the the course of this wrestling weekend, uh, there was another big show that took place. Um, potentially, how you, depending on how you want to look at it as a wrestling fan, maybe one of the biggest shows of the year because of what happened. Uh, and and that I'm talking about Impact Wrestling, Hard to Kill. It was a pay per view. I, I did not watch it. I, I, I just neither did I. I and it's not because I, I don't want to watch it. I just I just didn't. Uh, I you know, it's a, it's a show that I definitely will watch sooner or later. By the way, for anybody that doesn't have Impact Plus, I we got to get them as one of our sponsors on the show because I want to plug them and and actually benefit the show. But Impact Plus definitely get that because uh, every time they do a big show, they do. A special show on that in that in, in that neck of the woods, and they did a show, Bash at the Brewery. My God, you got to get Impact Wrestling. Watch that show. That was a hell of a fucking event. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, well, for right now, in in the interim. Yeah. If you do want to watch what we're talking about, um, featuring Tessa Blanchard here, twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash fight. That's F I T E. Get yourself a brand new Fight TV subscription. You can catch the pay-per-view on there. You sign up through us with a brand new Fight TV account. We're going to give you 15 bucks worth of credit towards whatever the hell you want to watch. Yeah. You could you could use it towards that. You could use it towards whatever you want to watch on Fight TV. So, until we land Impact Plus as a, as a sponsor, that'll have to do. I will say this too, they are also on Fight Impact Plus. If you have an Impact Impact Plus membership, you can also just use Fight. Uh, it is connected right. to so that's a that's a really cool thing. Um, but yeah, Impact Wrestling, Bash of the Brewery, hell of a fucking show. Dilo Brown does commentary on there, and you know it's really cool hearing them talk wrestling. That ought to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, some interesting things happened over the course of, of the, the pay-per-view events. Uh, one of the things that happened before we talk about the main event, Brian Cage uh, wrestled his last match for Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. He is no longer a member of Impact Wrestling. He has officially signed with AEW. Uh, the details of, of when he's going to arrive are still unknown, That's, but uh, look out for that soon. He, I would say, I, I probably at the earliest, the, the pay-per-view next month 
Yeah, that makes sense. Unless he shows up in a TV title tournament somewhere. TV title tournament, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also, uh, you know, I, 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 somebody, somebody had thrown out there, and this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, but uh, the situation with uh, with MJF and uh, whoever the hell that that fucking guy is, I, I can't, I've seen him wrestle twice. Wardlow, I, yeah. The most unimpressive guy I've ever ever seen in the ring. Um, to kind of like be like Cody's version of Warlow, that's not good. That's not a good fit. I don't want to see that. Yeah, but, no, but I've I... I've heard that so many times. That's why I bring it up. Uh, yeah, not a good fit for me. Um, there's so many things you can do with uh, with Brian Cage. The only thing I wish I hope for Brian Cage is they, they stop doing these stupid Terminator. Things. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. terrible. Absolutely, absolutely terrible. But anyways, um, he wrestled his last match. Uh, every everybody, every title re- was retained successfully, with the exception of one, and that is the Impact Wrestling World Championship. We talked about this on the show. The time has definitely ran out, and Impact Wrestling was the first company to crown a female world champion and that world champion is Tessa Blanchard but not without controversy well see and here's the thing (laughs) yes not without controversy and I I expected some controversy because you know you have you you, you have the uh, the bigots that are calling this a disgrace that you know women have their own division for a reason that you know they don't belong in this division all of that, like you, I expected that. I expected all that. That some people are just like, "This is bullshit." What a disgrace to the title. This is why I don't watch Impact Wrestling. And all <laughs> this other shit. Damn, who's sitting there, cereal? It was just constant. I was, I was reading comment after comment after comment. You know, just like, just, just, just to see like how long it would go, and I just gave up. I'm like, wow, there's so many backwards people that still live here on this planet. Uh, but I expected that. I did. And um, it is what it is. You know, you don't like it, don't watch the product. That's all I can say. But uh, that's not the only controversy. That's actually not the controversy that we were referring to. Unfortunately, it goes deeper than that. And uh, it's it starts the day before Hard to Kill. And uh, Tessa Blanchard posted a tweet. I don't recall the exact tweet but it had something to do about women supporting women yeah exactly and uh that's really it i mean i i didn't see anything bad about the post i guess some people kind of took it as a little condescending um, I, I think that's what it was more, more more often than not you know and and i can i mean i can we can go and talk about how reading reading text is not always the best thing to take, yeah, you know, it, to, to read oh, between yeah, the lines. Of course, of course. But regardless, uh, there's been a handful of individuals, all wrestlers, that have come out and have made accusations at Tessa Blanchard regarding um, her attitude within within the company. They have called her a bully, and they even have came out and said that she said some racial slurs uh, or at least a racial slur during a tour in Japan 
I'm not exactly sure what tour they're referring to, but uh, regardless, these are what things are being said. Uh, some of the names that are being uh, that are being said that are saying these things are Chelsea Green, Allison Kay. Uh, I know Priscilla Kelly has been on there, as well as I believe at least at least two others, and uh, it has sparked a ton of backlash from wrestling fans. So not only did you have the 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 backwards people that didn't want to see a woman as world champion, but now also how dare impact reward a racist bully. Not my words, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, but a racist bully into and reward her with the most prestigious prize in their business. I have some things I have to say about this, but I'm going to let you go first. As a fan, what is your take on this? And now I'm going to also have you fantasy book too. As a booker, what the hell do you do in a situation like this? <laughs> Uh, all right. So first off, as a fan, uh, you know, you and I over over our, the course of our uh, wrestling ventures, you and I have heard it from multiple people. Oh, I met Tessa Blanchard. She's a dick. She thinks her shit don't stink. You know, things like that. And you know what? It's, it's for me personally. It's happened way too often from a lot of different people. To not sit there and give it some sort of truth. Sure. So, um, that's one thing. And whether she's that same dick these days or not, that's a whole different story. I I have not been anywhere around Tessa Blanchard at a show for, for quite some time. So, I couldn't tell you if she's a dick these days or not. But, um, you got to remember... When, when you, you know, uh, uh, what is the saying, uh, first impressions are important or whatever, that's that's kind of what's going on here. If you're a fan and the first time you meet Tessa Blanchard, she rubs you the wrong way for whatever reason, guess what? Everybody these days is going to fucking hear about it. So now, come back around years later or whatever, and she's got success going for her and what have you. That's the going. That's going to be the first thing out of most people's mouths. Oh well, she's a dick. It it comes with the territory. My my point here with all this is, Tessa Blanchard. If you're out there being a dick, don't be a dick. Yeah. You know, and that goes for everybody. Like, just don't be dicks, because the moment you're a dick to somebody, it eventually it's going to come back to you, and usually tenfold. That's how karma works. But um. As a booker, let's face it, there's no such thing as bad heat. And so, you know, what do you do? Um, <laughs> now, Chelsea Green made a specific comment about Tessa using the N-word in Japan. Yes. Um, and, and I believe Allison K backed that up as well. Allison K backed it up. She's the current... Uh, NWA Women's Champ. Um, if that was the case, if it happened, it happened. You know, I I don't condone it. Um, Absolutely no. But uh, it's it's now out there in the ether that is the internet, and uh, 
if if I were Tessa Blanchard, and she already has started running damage control, but that's that's all you can really do. I mean, it's you know you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. But hey, uh, again, it's damage control at this point. As far as impact, I I don't think I don't think it it was a surprise. You know, this is nothing new to them. I'm sure she's uh, she's had issues with the company before or her attitude rather during her, her tenure there at Impact and uh, let's face it they've overlooked it obviously because she's holding the gold now and uh, you know what there's the other thing too is there's got to be a lot of people out there that are kind of hating on her yeah, on the other side of the of this coin because She's a world champ now. And, you know, it's it's a major title, and she's the first to do it as, as a female. Which, you know, that's that's its own... <laughs> that's its own beast. But as a booker, you... You, you try to... Gar- you try to harness all that heat as much as you can, and you go with it, man. Let's face it. Anybody who thought she was going to be a babyface champ... Um, I don't know what you were thinking. There's no way. I understand she was fighting fucking Death Machine himself, but Mega Heel, Mega Heel, but uh, baby. (laughs) But let's let's call it what it was. That was a heel versus heel match, if anything. So if you think her attitude is going to change, and all of a sudden she's going to go over as a babyface. You thought wrong. There's no way in hell that that's going to work, especially now with all this this backlash from other wrestlers. So, and and if Impact is going to do anything with it, they, that's what they need to do. They need to harness as much heat as possible. Um, my my only thing now going forward is if she's going to be a heel champ, you better start lining up those baby faces, and they and they better whatever whatever story they're trying to tell in that ring. It better be as credible, if not better, than what her and Sammy Callan had did in that ring for that match. So, that's me. That's me as a booker. We talked about heel versus heel. Uh, you know, I've already been known as the resident heel of this podcast. <laughs> it's, a, it's a title that I wear proudly because I, it, just, it is what it is. I'm, I'm, I might make some more people upset here. And that's fine, because I, I think things need to be put in perspective. First of all, I don't know what happened. I'm not going to claim that I know what happened. Uh, I don't condone any kind of uh, bully of any kind. I don't cons- I don't condone any kind of racism of any kind. So everybody get that straight. Here's what I, I, I get pissed off about about society. I thought we talked about this during the Michael Elgin Me Too situation. Okay. I'm sick and tired of when an accusation gets put out there that immediately that person is guilty of everything that is said. That word of mouth is all that we ever need to convict somebody. Yeah, that, well, that's the society we live in these it's, days. And it's, it's disgusting. It, and, it is. And for everybody... That's out there, including fans of the show, listeners of the show. You should be fucking ashamed of yourself 
for for being that type of person. Damn. I can't change you, but you are every much what's what's wrong with the society that we are just going to vilify somebody based off of what somebody said. If it happened, it happened. And at some point in her career, she's going to get hers. There's no doubt about that. I do believe in karma. And if you if you're if you're a fucking prick, if you're a piece of shit, eventually you're going to get what's coming to you. Does that change the fact that she's the first ever female world champion pro wrestling? No. She's going to have that crown. But but let, let's look at it this way. Are we going to take away all the credentials of Hulk Hogan because of what he said? Yeah, no. Cl- clearly no one has. Yeah. He's still the Hulkster. Everybody wants to see Hulk Hogan. He's going into a hall, in a hall of fame again. And he's... Probably going to be a headliner for WrestleMania because we need to see that. <laughs> I mean, so again, it, these these are the things that like, it's it's we can't take it away. We can't we can't take it away. And as a booker, I'm going to answer my own question. I don't look at fucking Twitter uh, for for anything. You know, it's this is what we this is what we put all of our chips into. The day before, I'm not. I, I'm not just going to fucking be like, all right, well, fuck this. <laughs> she didn't. Regardless of anything, she didn't commit a crime. She didn't kill anybody. Tessa Blanchard is our world champion. That's what we're gonna book. Plain and simple. That's what we. That's what we've been booking for for months now. I, I'm not. Nobody should expect Impact Wrestling 24 hours before the show. I'll be like, all right, we gotta change everything. That's just that's that's poor booking. And that's putting your product in jeopardy. Uh, more so than actually having Tesla win the title. If you don't believe that, read a fucking book about booking. Because you just <laughs> you just you, you can't you can't flip the script that fast for something I'm sorry to say, but that minor. Now again I, I mean you can, it just won't be successful. It won't be successful, you're right. And again, I'm not taking any any of these accusations lightly. You know, these these are very serious things. But also, and, and again, this is where I become the heel. This is where I become maybe a conspiracy theorist. But if this happened, why the fuck are we just hearing about it now? No, yeah. Again, it's the coincidence of the Marty Skrull situation all over again. We're going to wait 24 hours before Tessa Blanchard is about to become the Impact Wrestling World Champion. And we're gonna now we're gonna point the finger at her and say, oh, she's this and she's that and she's this. Don't like her. Don't support her. She's not. She doesn't represent women. Uh, it, it's 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 amazing to me because if you really were hurt and offended and appalled by you know what she said to this individual, you would have already said something. Yeah. Simple as that. So, for for Chelsea Green and Allison Kay, you are just as much at fault. Than Tessa Blanchard is because you didn't speak up. You waited until she's about to win the Impact Wrestling World Championship to say, "Hey, she's a bully and she's a racist." I'm sorry, but that don't fly here. Uh, not only that, but you know, I hate to bring this up too, but let's look at Chelsea Green. What company does she work for? WWE. Allison K. NWA. Priscilla Kelly, who didn't condone, who didn't, who didn't uh, talk into the racist aspect of it, but you know the bully part. Yeah. Who does she work for? 
MLW. MLW. <laughs> Nobody within Impact Wrestling, including the people that you would want to listen to because you know they don't have anything to lose, like a Tommy Dreamer who has come out and said, I don't buy any of this shit. You know, like, I don't, you know, and again, he wasn't there, but, you know, he was one of those guys that when, when Tessa first got hired on by, by Impact, he was one of those guys like, hey, you know, you need to watch this girl because, you know, she's got a reputation on her. And he's like, okay, you know, this is what he's basically what he said, you know, he just, he's a guy that he's going to judge a book by what he sees. Sounds like a good human being to me. And, uh, you know, from what he sees, he's nine, according to him, he's 99.9% confident that Tessa Blanchard is not what, what they say. Now, again, doesn't mean it wasn't, wasn't what happened, but it's also one of those things too, where it's only certain people in society, mainly men. And again, this is coming from a man where we... All right, we vilify you for a little bit, and then we just forget about it. Hulk Hogan says some pretty nasty things, and then it's like, okay, yeah, we we forget about it now. You're the Hulkster again. But for Tessa Blanchard, it's immediately like, you're a disgrace. You don't belong. You got a bad attitude. Yada, yada, yada. She lost a fucking... Or sorry, excuse me. She, she won the title from a man who's filled with controversy in his own right who has been removed from companies like MLW for <laughs> controversial acts and is, you know and, and, and the man is is shredded with controversy and just endorses it all you're doing is making Tessa Blanchard's name that much more strong now i know she lost a booking i don't know the name of this company it's some small company they're basically just trying to to take the safe route i don't fault them for it you know it is what it is you're making a business decision I don't agree with it, but that's that's their call. But I don't see Tessa Blanchard losing a lot of important bookings because of this. And until somebody comes out and says something, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think it's it's, it's this is going to hold any weight. Again, ladies and gentlemen, this is fucking Twitter. <laughs> this is not a court of law. Um, I don't know to some people. I, other 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 fellow wrestlers have come out. Moose, who is an African American wrestler, has come out and said, "You know, you guys to to the, all the other people pointing fingers, you guys act like you guys are fucking saints." <laughs> you know, I mean, meaning that there's a, probably a lot of shit, a lot of dirt on a lot of people, which is the way of of, of human nature. Nobody's fucking perfect. Again, nobody here at Twenty by Twenty Ring Crew is condoning any kind of bully. Nobody's condoning any kind of racism, but at some point we just gotta like, we gotta thicken up our skin a little bit, and we gotta just move forward. Whatever whoever she said this to, should be the one that worries about it, and and, and nobody else. And nobody else. Yeah. It, it, this is pro wrestling, you know. I, I had a conversation with a guy that said that, and I and I and I pulled up a conversation regarding Brock Lesnar from a few years ago. You want to talk about being a bully? How about literally going to Vince McMahon and telling him, "I refuse to wrestle this guy because he's not a big enough draw," and completely destroying this man's career? I mean, Jinder Mahal. That, oh yeah, that's right. So that's okay. That's okay to destroy a man's career who's been who was busting his ass week in and week out to get over, and you 
Mr. Fat Out of Shape Piece of Shit Wrestler Brock Lesnar comes in because a bunch of fucking WWE marks, you know, just love to worship this man's dick, comes in and says, hey, I, 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 don't, he's not, I don't think he's going to draw well with me. So take the title off of him. Don't even give him a big match. Just do it on Raw. Just get, get him out of here. And and and, and it, with the AJ Styles, that's okay. That's okay to. Uh, and I don't know if Brock Lesnar have anything to do with this, but that's okay to to to, to strip again a guy like Kofi Kingston of everything that he did, and say, like, hey, you uh, you're not big enough for for this kind of thing. So not only are you going to lose a title, but you're going to lose a title and never be fucking heard of again, as far as that yeah that title is concerned. But that's okay because I like that product. I stand by that product. This kind of bigotry in professional wrestling makes me fucking sick, and this is why I I, I, I tend to dislike talking wrestling with with other people other than my partner here, because it seems like <laughs> so many of you out there don't have rational fucking thoughts and don't think before they you speak. I, I, again, you know, I I'll say it one more time. I don't condone anything that she's being accused of. But there's also no concrete evidence that any of this shit ever happened. They're just fucking words. Yeah. They're just fingers being pointed. So until anything else happens, well, how about everybody just go along their fucking business and either be okay with Tessa Blanchard being champion or not, but, like, just leave the fucking situation alone. There should be no controversy regarding this. It, it's, it, to me, this is the most ridiculous thing that I've heard all week. <laughs> it, it's just, it's just, it, to me, it seems like a lot of... Jealousy amongst the female talent. Yeah, I'm sure some of it's jealousy. And you know, for for the the, the women saying something, maybe put in work the way that Tessa Blanchard has. Because as much as Tessa Blanchard might be a, a, a dick, when she goes in that ring, she's all business. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of a lot of well-known wrestlers, a lot of a lot of really well-respected wrestlers like a Harley Race. That's a fucking that was a fucking dick. Yeah, <laughs> but everybody loves Harley. Here's another one. Here, 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 here's one for maybe it's this generation. An Undertaker was known to be a huge fucking dick in that ring. Yeah, but he's loved and respected. Yeah. Why is it not okay for Tessa Blanchard to be a little bit rough with her opponent? Because she doesn't shoot lightning. She That's doesn't why. shoot lightning. Yeah. That's why. Or bleed buckets of blood. <laughs> <laughs> but I did so see her go one on one against Nick Gage, and she held her own. So again, that's saying something. Well, uh, yeah. Again, take you know, you want to step in her shoes, you want to walk in her shoes. Take bookings like that. Yeah. Go you up know? against Nick Gage. Go up against. Uh, she's going up against Amazing Red WrestleMania weekend. You know, do that. Do that. What is Chelsea Green doing? That's that's relative to to anything. I mean, she's. Now she's on NXT, but before that, what was she doing? You're wrestling dark matches on WWE. Like, shut up. You're not doing anything. <laughs> Speaking of shit we've seen all week, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I want to hear the coolest shit you've seen this week. All right? Sounds good to me. Sounds good. All right. You, you folks stay tuned. We're going to pay some bills real quick. And then we'll come back with the coolest shit we've seen this week. So stay tuned. 
This edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew has been brought to you by Amazon. Get your Amazon Prime subscription today. You get unlimited music, unlimited ebooks, unlimited movies and TV shows available through their Amazon Prime subscription, as well as free two-day shipping on many products through Amazon.com, as well as in certain areas, one-day shipping. So if you are an impatient person like me, you can get one-day shipping. Is that right, Joe? Yeah, don't forget the uh, unlimited photo storage, too. I think that's pretty uh, oh, absolutely. I don't have anything on my photo storage as of yet, at least nothing I can share with the public. But Ooh. <laughs> it's photos of me and Kenny Omega. Are you jealous? I, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. Tell them where to go. That's all I got to say. You can find more information on Amazon Prime subscriptions through us, and by doing so, you'll help us here at the show. You don't have to pay anything extra. You sign up for Amazon Prime through us. You get 30 days to buy out Amazon Prime. You can cancel anytime. We still get the love from Amazon. Go ahead and check us out at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for hanging in there with us, your 20 by 20 ring crew. Um, Hope nobody hates me too much. <laughs> They'll get over it. Yeah. Get, I promise. Regardless, I do want to say congratulations, a, a legit congratulations to Tessa Blanchard. That's a big deal. It's a big deal, man. It's a big deal, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where they go next and who they've got lined up for, and, and, and more importantly... Where they let that belt travel. Yes. So. Yeah, this is, a, this is a huge thing for wrestling. No matter who's holding it. So, uh, But yeah, moving on from that. Uh, we promised you the coolest shit this week. And that's what we're going to do. This week, uh, the coolest shit this week is sponsored once again by Netflix. If you don't have a Netflix subscription. I know we did Hulu last week. We're doing Netflix this week. Go check out some cool shit on Netflix. I, for one, am I. I have just this odd fascination with watching uh, baking shows at, at some point. Okay. I am all about the Zumbos Just Dessert season two. It, it just some of the shit they come up with is just flabbergasted. I'm not familiar. You're gonna have to play me a clip. Visit our website 20x20crew.com/podcast/netflix. We're gonna tell you how to get a Netflix subscription. For less money. Believe it or not, it is possible. We're going to let you do that. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Netflix. And, uh, yeah. So, there you go. Uh, Coolest shit this week. I'm going to let you start. So, I'm not going to go far from where we just talked about uh, in in, in part one of this podcast, of this episode. I'm not, like I did with, with Wrestle Kingdom previous week, I'm not going to talk about Tessa Blanchard, although that was, because I didn't see it, but that was some cool shit. That was some cool shit. But uh, I'm going to stick with Impact Wrestling, and actually, I'm going to, it's a double match here, but uh, cool shit I've seen this week, it, it, it goes hands down to the unbreakable Michael Elgin. Uh, for those who didn't see Impact Wrestling, the July 7th episode, or... Bash at the Brewery, which took place on uh, January 10th. Holy fuck. Michael Elgin put on two hell of a match. Two, two, two matches that just absolutely blew my fucking mind this this past week. In, in like less than a week's span. Okay. I, I mean, I get Impact Wrestling is taping all that stuff. But first match on the, Gen- on the January 7th episode of Impact Wrestling, he puts on a match against... Uh, the man who he actually fought at Hard to Kill in uh, Eddie Edwards. 
okay. those guys absolutely tore the fucking house down. And then he does it again at Bash the Brewery, this time against the uh, the very charismatic Joey Ryan. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and you can only imagine the type of spots that you see in it. Both... Uh, both men put on uh, give give Elgin a, a hell of a match, and you know what? I, I have I wanted to do Michael Elgin because it seems like the wrestling world isn't taking the Michael Elgin very well for whatever reason, and uh, I I don't know like pers- besides the, the 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 personal issues aside, the man is delivering ma- like great match of the great match of the great match. There's nothing to nothing short of like perfection. When it comes to this man, and he did it again, and that was definitely my coolest shit this week. And he, you know, he's been doing that for years, man. I remember we got to see him at a Ring of Honor War of the World show, and him and uh, and the Ace tore it down, man. They tore the, they were the man. They for me, they stole the show the entire night. I was, yeah. I was like, oh my god, and I got to say congratulations to him after the match. I he walked that, yeah. past us, and I'm like, man, I that was fucking great, dude. Um. I didn't watch either of those matches, but I will now. I mean... Yeah. I implore anybody else to to, to definitely do that as well. Impact Impact is definitely one of the promotions that I always find myself playing catch-up in, like, big chunks at once. Yeah. So, but I'll definitely check it out, man. That's that's awesome. Um, And no surprise to me, again, Michael Hogan, man. If you're sleeping on Michael Hogan, that's your own damn fault. Yeah. You need to wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up and watch some pro wrestling. Uh, my coolest shit this week, man, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of upset with myself. Okay, Because it's coming from the WWE, believe it or not. Sounds like me last week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, there was a lot of cool shit this week, but, um, it just, it took me by surprise because, you know, one, this guy's got two brand new knees, they're, you know, like four to six months old now. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's one of those performers that, like, I know what he's capable of, just like Michael Elgin. And and I think a lot of people still sleep on him, even though he's working for the WWE. I'm talking about Kevin Owens. And he's one of the few things I actually still like about the WWE at this point, as, as far as main roster shows go. Um... Just his performances are—they're—they're <laughs> they're true. They're true to what he is, and and you don't you don't really have a lot of room for that necessarily in the WWE. But he did a spot. He did a spot off of their like stage style Titantron where it it kind of goes up off the ramp and just curves up into a big tall screen. Okay. Um, he literally ran and. Uh, ran off the wall like he ran up oh shit yeah he ran up it and then off of it and did a like a senton splash and it was it was just like a really simple fucking move but like i've never seen like why hasn't ricochet done that shit yeah you know like somebody like that and here you have fucking kevin kevin owens who's not a small guy mind you no you know absolutely not and i was like god damn man like that was great like when can we see more of that shit you know I don't see anybody else trying that shit, so kudos to Kevin Owens for grabbing my attention. That was the coolest shit I seen this week. 
I'm, I'm, you know, like there's so many again, there's so many great talents in WWE, and every once in a while, even though it's it's extremely watered down, every once in a while you get that glimmer of what they used to be, <laughs> right? <you know? laughs> so, I mean, besides NXT and NXT UK, like I'm talking about main roster, you get that glimmer, and it's cool to to see that. I I personally didn't see that segment. I'll have to go back. I, I'm trying to play catch up on Raw. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually trying to be as unbiased as I possibly can. And, yeah, uh, we no, we really do try. Yeah, like, uh, we, I, we'll sit. I mean, it might take us a little while, but we'll sit through through even the shit. The the, the, the two TVs definitely help. Uh, the, I get to... It's like I'm watching Raw or I watch SmackDown, but I'll have something else on, too. So, uh, Therefore, if there is something that catches my attention, I will definitely pay attention to it, but at least I get a glimpse of, of everything, at least or try to. Yeah, I usually have a, a laptop going and my phone, and then sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when I'm feeling froggy, a tablet on top of that. How about that? Yeah, that's, that's dedication right there. <laughs> sometimes it's the only way to keep up with some of this shit. Uh, yeah, and it's not just WWE. I, I, I find myself doing that with a lot of things. I mean, sometimes you just... You know, you, you you miss, like I told Joe, I, I haven't watched wrestling in two days, and it's like, I've missed so much yeah. in two days, you know? <laughs> like, like, where you been? Like, I'm, man, you can't you can't catch a break for like five minutes. Um, something I wanted to bring up, too, because Royal Rumble is, is, is happening this month, and uh, for, for those that are aware of, there's uh you know this is the this is the beginning of WrestleMania season. So you have seen the card got leaked, right? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> so somebody online uh from from WWE for WrestleMania got leaked from from WD, WWE production somehow leaked uh a copy of the rough card and it's clearly on WWE like you know, paper and, and the whole nine. Yeah. And so they, you know, as, as of right now, the main event, and, and again, let's take this with a grain of salt because it is a rough draft of the card. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, uh, it could be fake. Right. But either way, I just found it uh, amusing that the main event is currently they have scheduled is the whole Bobby Lashley. It would be a mixed tag. It would be Lana and Lashley versus Liv and, and Rusev. So, well, but, but but the entire but the entire match list on that picture, it, it's it's like dog shit, dude. So dog shit for even for a WrestleMania man. Well, this is gonna be make this a very more interesting topic. But so first of all, actually, before I do that, before I do that, because I'm looking at the Royal Rumble. The current Royal Rumble card, and uh, it reminds me of a conversation that I had with a person that um, was working at a local retail store. I saw my AEW hat and immediately scoffed at me as, and you know, this is WWE territory. You know, one of <laughs> one of the, one of those dorks. I'm like, all right, whatever, like. I, just, I left it alone. Like, you know, it is what it is. He proceeded to come up to me and tell me everything that he d- doesn't like about AEW. Now, yes, I wear an AEW hat. 
No, I am not an AEW mark. I'm not a mark of, of any promotion. I am a fan of pro wrestling. Um, I just happen to like that hat. I bought it at the Fight for the Fallen show. Uh, fucking sue me. I wear an AEW hat. Um, so he tells me everything he doesn't like about the show. And, you know, he... He's like, yeah, I just I get tired of watching the same show every single week. That's what you know. That's what AEW is. It's the same show every single week. And, um, <laughs> and he went on about this tangent about like the audacity of Chris Jericho, like bashing a company that 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 put him on the map. Which I I had to explain to him they are not the company that put him on the map. But, no, uh, he was already a well established name. That's why he got that pop when he debuted in August of I was there. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's why he got that pop, because he's fucking Chris Jericho. Uh, so they did not put him on the map. Uh, that's not the first time that I've heard this. This is the only reason why I'm bringing this guy up. Um, because I've heard this before. And then the the other thing is, too, I've heard this a lot, is like they, they, they put on the same show every single week. From WWE Marks... First of all, there's two things I have to say about that. First of all, they don't. I don't know what the hell you're watching. Uh, second of all, if, even if they were, that's one of those things where it's like pot meat kettle. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I, <laughs> I bring up the, the Royal Rumble card because what do I see on this card? What do I see on this fucking card but Roman Reigns versus King Corbin for the 20th time oh in a month. Oh, my God. Why? You want to come at me and say AEW puts on the same fucking show every single month. Ah, uh-uh. We're not playing that game. Roman Reigns versus Corbin has happened so goddamn much that I think most of the fans are just, like, looking at this and, like, again? Again? We're doing this again? But... It's okay when they when WWE does it. You know, this is the type of shit that I deal with. <laughs> I just want to rip that guy because it's like I, I I whether I see them on the street or I you know talk to them online. Like these are the type of people that I deal with. And Joe deals with it too, where it's just like it makes no goddamn sense what you're no, saying. No, it doesn't. You it know, never, it never does. I, I had one 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 person or you know come to me and says, hey. They, they tagged me in a post about AEW not selling out the Miami show. They're still selling tickets the day of. They're like, oh, what does that say about your, your boys? Again, they're not my boys. I don't fucking know them. I'm just a fan of the product. But also, let's you know, let's be a little clear, more clear about attendance to a wrestling event in general. Like, who the fuck is selling out shows? A weekly show, which we've, we've talked about that on this, on, this, on this podcast before. Nobody's selling out shows. But I, with, with the exception of the first night of Wrestle Kingdom, yeah, they you know that sold out. But like the second night, I don't think sold out. I know they came close, right? Well, not only that, but let, let's 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 talk about uh, the the infamous Stomping Grounds pay per view, where I I mean, what was? Let me look up this number again. It was I don't know like twenty thousand in person arena, six thousand roughly. Okay. Yeah. So you 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 got a little over a quarter of the venue. It was so bad that no matter how they cut the the camera angles, you could still see massive amounts of seats yeah. just missing. You and, know? That, and that's a pay per view. So I mean, I, I don't want to hear any of this. 
Like, oh, they didn't sell out. Like, WWE rarely ever sells out. They sell out WrestleMania. But that's it. That's it. Really. Maybe SummerSlam. You're selling out two venues, two shows a year. You know, it, it's... Come on, guys. Come on. But, um, at any rate, WrestleMania, obviously, is the biggest show of the year for WWE. I read an article recently. This is an opinion article. Uh, I don't remember the website. But the guy made very, very interesting points, and I wanted to talk about them because it kind of fits with WrestleMania season coming up. Okay. Wrestle Kingdom just happened. Again, if you haven't seen it, I, we implore you to go and watch it. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. Uh, get yourself 30 days for free. You can check out Wrestle Kingdom both nights. You can see the the, the amazing spectacle that was Wrestle Kingdom. See the, the double champion be crowned. See the beautiful, beautiful uh, celebration of Juice and Thunder Liger and everything else that, that, that occurred uh, across Wrestle Kingdom as well as New Year Dash, as well as all the other years of, 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 of New Japan action and as well as the upcoming um, New Beginning Tour, both in the U.S. and Japan. So... He brought up some interesting points regarding why Wrestle Kingdom works the way that, it, it, to, to, to the extent that it works. And one of the first things that he mentioned was commentary. And at no point is he bashing WWE. He, he, this guy very much sounds like a, a wrestling fan. But he pointed out something that like WWE really should start considering and that is what Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton especially do and that's give you relevant statistics case in point um, Kazuchika Okada Kazuchika Okada for those who didn't watch Wrestle Kingdom yet it was mentioned during the the show that he has wrestled longer He's been in the ring longer than anybody else in 2019. So his endurance, like this is the reason why his endurance would would over overmatch Naito because nobody else has been in the ring longer than his. Relevant fact. Sure, absolutely. Zack Sabre Jr. Nobody uh, has more submission victories in 2019 than Zack Sabre Jr., which goes into why he got the submission victory night one at Russell Kingdom. Why he was such a dangerous submission uh, threat to Sonata, even though he didn't get a submission victory against Sonata, but why that's a possibility. And it, it, it leads to, gives you that, that same situation that where I took it as, is like if you were a commentator for a sports, sporting event, the Super Bowl, you know, you, you, you were there plugging statistics that maybe seem irrelevant, but if you when you really start saying it, you know, fourth quarter, you know, fourth quarter's on a line, you know, and, and so-and-so has 38 out of, you know, 38 fourth quarter comebacks. Can he, can he do it again on the biggest event? Those things matter. Those things add hype. Those things add excitement to it. Commentary is very important. And, you know, we talked about commentary last week in regards to... Corey Graves, 
<laughs> and, oh and his lack thereof, really. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be insulting to Corey Graves because I don't like the guy. I'm, I'm being assault. Uh, I'm really more or less being constructed to him because he is one of their top commentators, one of their top color guys in the business, whether I like it or not, within within the company. And he doesn't do any of that. Here's a guy that has wrestling knowledge, wrestling background. You know, one of the things that you hear in, in other other companies is, you know, a, a past wrestler, they'll, they'll say, okay, they're setting up this move. This is why this is a dangerous move. This is why this hurts. And it really makes you feel like, again, like, like, a, like let's say, Troy Aikman talking about a football situation and the quarterback situation, and he's using his experience to help explain something but also add entertainment value. Where Corey Graves is too busy just being a heel just to be a fucking heel and it's not adding any wrestling related content the, the very same thing that he bashed Mauro Ronaldo about taking away from Nigel McGuinness and Beth Phoenix he has ample opportunity to do because Michael Cole believe it or not does set him up and he doesn't deliver anything to the table no and not that Michael Cole is the best setup man in the business because he's not by any means <laughs> but I, like these, like I, it was a very interesting point. Like these are very, th- these are very important things. Um, another thing was the, the situation of uh, you know they brought up the he brought up Liger. Situations of legacies never die. Legacies live forever. Juice and Thunder Liger lost both of his matches at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, but and I'm. Sp- 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 I'm specifically talking about the second nights where he lost to Lee and Takahashi. Right. Where it was very much a, here's the torch. This is yours now. I'm done. This is yours. And where the WWE dropped the ball with that last year was the Kurt Angle situation. Oh, yeah. There was no rhyme or reason to what they did with him and Corbin. This was his his go-home match. This was it. And it brought nothing to the table. It was a complete wasted opportunity to pass that torch. It was, well, the the sense they tried to make of it was they were trying to get Corbin over. Didn't work. And it didn't work. But you're right, they did drop the ball. Who goes into, like, you, you, you have a show like WrestleMania. You're constantly pushing... WrestleMania moments, right? It's a big thing. You you want that's part of the appeal that you sign talent for. You know? You get talent and they're like, I want my WrestleMania moment. So you come across one which should have been really fucking important because it's Kurt Angle's retirement match. And whether he loses or wins, you don't put him over. He could have easily lost, and he did, but he could have easily lost and they set it up for him to be appreciated after the fact. And whatever appreciation was there, he did on his own. There was no help from the company, you know? And you're right, it was a completely missed opportunity that could have went on to be such a special WrestleMania moment, yeah. regardless of the win or loss. You forget about it. You yeah. you, you, for, you forget about something like no that. No one cared. Yeah. No one cared except for Kurt Angle. Yeah. 
and it's, it's a shame. It's a shame that's how you sent him out. It's a shame that's how you carried on his legacy. I mean, you have Takahashi literally yelling at Liger, telling him he's not, he, won't, he won't let his legacy die. Yeah. Beautiful moment. Whether you understood it or not, verbally when it happened, it was a beautiful moment. And those are the kind of but, things that last again, forever. But again, to bring this full circle, you have Kevin Kelly sitting there in English commentary telling you what's, what, what was uh, being and said. Chris Charlton, yes. exactly what was being said. Exactly. It, it, I mean, they, these, these, these are very important things, ladies and gentlemen. A um, couple other things, too, that were brought, brought up. Um, and this is more, I, I, I want to hear your, your opinion on this. Because, and he even, this, this guy, I don't remember the, the gentleman's name who wrote this article. Again, this is just an opinion article, but it, it, it was very good, interesting points. And I really enjoyed the read on this. And uh, Wrestle Kingdom, they went two nights. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> WrestleMania is, it seems like it gets longer every single, every single year. Last year, I believe it went like close to seven hours. Yeah, it was it was like six hours and I want to say like fourteen minutes or some shit. And it very much felt like that. Where Dude, Wrestle Kingdom, it felt like twelve hours, bro. I just I just remember sitting there watching it with Mao, and we're just kind of like, God, this is still on. Like I just I just want I just want to go home. I wanted to go to bed. Yeah, I was, like, I was oh. in bed, and I'm like, I can't. Like, <laughs> please just turn it off. Just be done with this shit. Yeah, and your Wrestle Kingdom doesn't feel that way. And again. These are our opinions. I, I, I totally get that. Um, but Wrestle Kingdom went two nights. Would WrestleMania benefit if they did the same thing? No, absolutely not. I'll tell you why. NXT. NXT's putting on a, a, a much better show. In, and it's, it's, you know, sometimes way less than three hours. Mm-hmm. And they're doing, they're, 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 they're they're stealing all the heat from the weekend. You well, know? I think I think regardless, though, I think that's the problem. I think that's the problem with with, with a lot of WrestleMania is by the time WrestleMania happens, a lot of the actual wrestling fans they're already they're tired. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Because you you have and the then, entire and now you got to sit through a six hour show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's the thing. Like you you have the the bar raised so damn high. From other, from everybody else, including your own product, including NXT, but you know, let's 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 be serious here. That's that's also including Ring of Honor. That's also including everybody else that goes out there and puts on a show. It is very much a a very difficult, uh, difficult thing to to try to compete with. No, uh, you're right, but I, I'm uh, none of that to me. None of that matters because you still have to put on a show. It still has to be entertaining. And the way they go about producing it, it just—it's it, too well, much. It's too much. Uh, the way they produce WrestleMania these days, the all the momentum that they build, whether it's during a match or during a segment, it it doesn't keep flowing. The momentum doesn't carry in a positive manner. And then even when there's not supposed to be momentum and there's supposed to be a downturn, because uh, they're trying to, you know switch up the emotion of the card, they still can't get that right either because it's just, it's too choppy. Everything's too choppy. It's not produced very well. The production value, great, I get it. It's high quality. But again, I hate to sit there and beat a dead horse, my brother Matt, 
but no one needs to see a fucking 12 minute helicopter ride. No one. No, just just make it 11 minutes. And we'll call it good. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. I, I, I it, you know what it is. It's 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 heavily overproduced. Um, the the entire event feels choreographed. Yeah. And I get wrestling to an extent is is choreographed to an extent, but it's it you 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 have you have to let the talent be themselves. On uh, any night of the fucking year. WrestleMania needs to be that night. And WrestleMania needs to be that night where, Vince, you got us here. Now go the fuck home and let everybody else do their thing. Not only that, but the relying, and I know good friends of the show are going to hate me for saying this, but relying on old, re- like, just redundant talent like Hulk Hogan is not, is, is not the way to fucking get that, that fucking show over. No. No, no. If no. you want to see Hulk Hogan, 20x20crew.com slash podcast <laughs> slash WWE Network. Watch WrestleMania 1 through fucking 9. That's all you need. Yeah. I don't need him at fucking 70 years old he anymore. Can, he can barely get around, and I get it. He's training. He wants his last match against Vince McMahon. Anybody in their right mind does not want to see that. You know, and there's, and you're right. There are friends of the show who are going to get mad at that. But that, tell me, tell me what the appeal is there. You know, I wish I could say it was nostalgia, but at this point, it's no, it's beyond that. Yeah, it's completely beyond that. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason for him to be fighting Vince McMahon in the fucking ring. You know? It's like it's like fucking Mrs. Dad fighting Shane McMahon last year. Like, yeah, what, was the, what point the fuck of that? was that all about? What what good did that do? None. It didn't do any good. Yeah, I just I don't need to see any of that. I don't need to see my time wasted on old fucking news. I don't need to see it. I mean, we didn't see it last year. I don't know if they're going to talk about it this year, but I don't need to see an Undertaker match. And I like the Undertaker. I don't need to see that anymore. You know, they pointed out. During uh, both night two of Wrestle Kingdom and the uh, uh, New Year's Dash, Juice and Thunder Liger, a fucking legend in this business, a legit legend in this business. Not that the Undertaker isn't, uh, but where, where where was his match on the card? First match, and they put the shortest each night. Yeah, did he didn't want to fucking take any time away. From the actual legit draws because he knows at his age he is not a fucking draw anymore. Not to the extent of what he used to be. Right. That's respect and love for the business. So for everybody else, learn from a guy like Jason Dundeliger and step the fuck aside for the rest (laughs) of your talent. Thank you. That is putting on. Yeah, he didn't even want a match. No, yeah. He didn't want a match or a ceremony. Yeah, they're like, no, it's tradition. You gotta have it. I don't want it. (laughs) <laughs> like just step the fuck aside and let the people that are putting on fucking shows, you know, in May and June and July and all the other months that aren't as big as April, and let them have their fucking moment. Let them have it. That's to me, two nights, one night, three nights, a whole fucking week of WrestleMania. It doesn't matter if you continue to put on the same regurgitated matches over and over and over and over again. Um. The last thing that I, I want to bring up, and actually, this wasn't had nothing to do with the article, uh, but I, 
I had had a, I had had this conversation. I was like, one of the other things that I I get so tired of in WWE, and they did this. They, they they keep doing this with big matches. You know, they did this again with the the NXT UK Women's Championship. As much as I love Tony Storm, they they added somebody. They added her in a match that she had no business being in. Okay. They can never seem to get away from the multi-person match. And I love triple threats. I love fatal four ways. I I I don't just like last year at the end of WrestleMania. You know we had to throw in Charlotte Flair for no fucking reason. She wasn't doing shit. She was not even on a roll. It was built up as Lynch versus Rousey, even though I didn't want to see Rousey in the main event. But it was built up as Lynch versus Rousey. Two weeks prior, Asuka drops the title, gets fucked over, you know, just like <laughs> per usual. And Charlotte's, hey, I'm in the main event now. We're going to make this uh, winner-take-all kind of fucking match. And it becomes a triple threat. Just like a couple years prior to that, it was Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Midway through the match, hey, we're putting Seth Rollins in here for no fucking reason, and it's not a triple threat match. <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom. Last, uh, this past year, Okada, Naito. The year before that, Omega, Tanahashi. The year before that, Okada, Naito. You see what I'm, I'm doing here, ladies and gentlemen? These are one-on-one matches Everything is on the line. There's no bullshit. No excuses. The best wrestler, in theory. Talking to you, Tanahashi. <laughs> the best wrestler that night wins the match. That will always have more significance than a triple threat or a fatal four way or five way or six way. Not saying they have no business in wrestling, not saying they can't be the main event. But maybe, just maybe, consider for this year's WrestleMania. Let's let's drop the gimmicks. No interference, no bullshit. Where somebody comes out to try to screw somebody over, uh, anything like that. Just go 20, 25, 30 minutes at least. Good fucking wrestling, and end your biggest show of the year on the highest note that you can possibly end it. No matter who wins, let it be something that's earned. Yeah. And to me, that right there signifies the most difference between a Wrestle Kingdom and a WrestleMania because a WrestleMania is just one big giant clusterfuck from beginning to end. Yeah. At no point, besides, I'm talking last year now, besides the Kingston and, and Bryan match, did I felt any kind of comfort. It was just one big giant clusterfuck all yeah. fucking night. All night, man. All night. I want I want the best man or best woman to walk out of that final match WrestleMania and have that fucking moment. You know, yeah. if you want if you want to do something, you know, crazy like they did at Wrestle Kingdom, do it after the match. Let them have their moment. Let them ha- let 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 the fans have a legit wrestling match for once. Just just one match. <laughs> one match is all I'm asking. Um, but but knowing knowing Russell, knowing WWE, we're probably gonna see Hogan versus Vince in a in a dog collar street fight for our main event, and 
Oh and I, I just, I, I, I cringe for that, that post WrestleMania show that we're gonna do. <laughs> God, do I cringe? It just, oh man. That will not be the coolest shit I see that week. No, that I, I'm, I'm glad you bring up the coolest shit again because I, I had a, I had something else that I watched that I thought was really cool, but I, I changed my mind at the last minute because I have mixed emotions about it. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's available online. Um, I'm talking about Chris Van Vliet. If you're not familiar, he's uh, pretty popular these days in wrestling interviews and shoot interviews. Um, he works for AEW, but he has his own YouTube channel where he goes and he just interviews all kinds of professional wrestlers. Well, uh... Most recently, uh, I think it was right before the Vampiro interview, he was the first to interview David Benoit. Wow, okay. And yeah, that is a big deal, but I'm sitting there, so it's like 49 minutes, give or take. I'm sitting there and I'm watching this, and one, right off the bat, it's awkward. It's awkward because you were literally looking at the spitting image of Chris Benoit. Wow. You are listening to the spitting image of Chris Benoit. It is freaky. Add to that his demeanor. Now, I don't I, I don't pretend to, to know David Benoit or Chris Van Vliet for that matter, but um here you have a kid, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was 14 or 15 when the uh, the incident happened with his father. And so now he's, uh, he's in his 20s for sure. Now you're not kidding. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. And he's, he's, he's a little bit awkward in the interview. And I, I say it that way because... If you read a lot of the comments on on YouTube as this was, you know, being watched by many of people, um, everybody was pretty much saying the same few things. One was uh, he looks just like his dad. Another one was he needs to lace up the boots and and you know become Chris Benoit Jr., which he alludes to. Um, and then uh, another thing was like this just blind this idea of like blindly telling him like he just needs to do this he needs to go to wrestling and Chris Van Vliet makes it very apparent at the beginning of the interview that when you're talking financials no he does not he would actually unless he's offered some goo gob amount of money He's an engineer on an oil rig. He makes a fuck ton of money as it is. Oh wow! And he's he's very he's very mature for his age. Mm -hmm. But there are aspects of his personality where you can tell he's just that little kid. He's Chris's he's Chris's son, mm -hmm. and it shows in the interview. And that's what makes it awkward and creepy. Because a lot of it is Chris Van Vliet, like, oh, you're going to get into wrestling? Yeah. 
Well, you know, who are your favorite wrestlers? And he starts naming off a few, and it's like watching a little kid talk about wrestling. I like Natty Neidhart, and I like, the, you know, and you're like, okay, that's great. And then Chris Van Vliet talks to him some points in the interview like he is a little kid. You know, like, what'd you do today? You know, shit like that That kind of a tone. Oh, okay. And, and you know... I, I'm getting goosebumps just hearing you talk about this. And, and, and I get... I get where Van Vliet is coming from because a lot of the subject was uh, about his dad. And, you know, it is very personal and it is a very touchy subject in the wrestling business and the wrestling world. But I, I need to say a few things. So, first of all, please go watch. Like, I'm, I, I love Chris Van Vliet. I think he's a great personality. But... Uh, for those of you who commented like this is like his best fucking interview, it's not. I'm sorry. This was way too fucking awkward. Second of all, David Benoit or Chris Benoit Jr., whatever he decides to call himself, he doesn't need, I repeat, he doesn't need to go wrestle. Just because you're a big Chris Benoit fan, I'm a Chris Benoit fan. I'm a big Chris Benoit fan. But just because I am, doesn't mean I need to sit there and push this kid to go do something that he might not necessarily want to do. You know? Yeah. I, I had a really big problem with a lot of people saying that. It's just like, dude, why can't he just be? Hasn't, hasn't enough bad shit already happened to this kid? Like, if he chooses to be a wrestler, great. Hey, that's on him. But at the same time, like, don't push him. It's, it's got to be something that he really wants to do, you know? And and uh, a lot of the people online, man, fuck. I, how can you call yourselves good people? You know? I I didn't know. I did not know about this interview. I didn't know uh, the man who, uh, Chris Benoit, had other kids um, uh, from the pre- previous marriage. Yeah, it was from the previous marriage. Right. But, um... Wow, that is that is that is very intriguing news. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know. I, I'm at a loss for words. I mean, there's a ton of questions, a ton of things we could talk about with that, but uh, it's just it, really irrelevant, a mute point at this point. But uh, I, I I definitely need to uh, hear it's a, it. It's I, a really interesting interview. I just when you were talking to me the way that he was talking to uh, to to him, he to his laughs son, like him. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw the picture of it. I haven't yet to hear his voice, but it's like, wow, that is that is creepy. Uh, but um, regardless if I heard it or not, yeah, uh, first of all, um, it very much sounds like he's got his shit together yeah. in his life. That's that's saying something for, for a kid that has lived through what he has lived through. And, and when they talk about sensitive stuff, mm-hmm. like his maturity shows. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he's, uh, like, there's an instance where, like, he's um, he says, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, but mostly Instagram. And, you know, I, I I'm, I'm all, uh, you know, I, I frequent that more, but I still get my fair share of, like, haters. And Chris Van Vliet's like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, you know, I got to delete comments like, you know, your dad's a murderer and all this shit. And he says it with such nonchalance and, like, carelessness. Like it's no big deal to him, and and Van Vliet comments on that, like, "Wow, you're you're a much bigger person than a lot of people." And he's like, "Well, yeah, man, you know, 
I understand people, you know, they have to say what they want to say, and you know, you know, just it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me anymore. I'm like, kudos to you, man. I, I don't, I don't know, like, yeah, I know a lot of people view me as a big person in that regard, but I'm telling you right now, folks, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, it's he, I, I believe he has a sister. Yeah, right? uh, I believe he says her name is Megan. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm sure both, well, I, well, I think it goes without saying that they both have lived through, uh, quite, uh, quite a lot of, a lot of stuff in the, in the, in the past, going on 13 years since, since that incident, uh, took place. Um, it's, it, you know, it's definitely an interview I want to hear, but, uh, yeah, I mean, as far, as far as him and wrestling goes, I, I I think I think it's silly for anybody to just assume that uh, first of all that not only does he want to do that, but is he ever going to be fucking good at it either? I mean, just well, because yeah, that too. just because his father is Chris Benoit, one of the greatest revolution boots, don't mean shit. You don't you don't want to you don't want something to happen in the way of like something like uh, Michael Jordan's kid. Yeah, you know, like don't get me wrong, he played uh, basketball and shit, but. Just because he had Jordan's name doesn't make him Michael Jordan version 2.0. Right. And, you know, he's, he, <laughs> he went through, uh, he went through bullshit because of his dad's name too. And like you, people just automatically assume like you're just supposed to be fucking great. Yeah. You know? Your dad's Michael Jordan. You know, and we've seen that in wrestling. We've seen that with David Flair. We've seen that with, uh, Bruno San Martino's son, David, right. um, there's other examples where it just it doesn't it just doesn't work. Um, not only that, but you know he lives with the fact that you know his dad did do what he did, but he lives with that amongst you know the rest of society. You know he has to move on at some point, of course, and you know that's that's one thing. But putting him in a wrestling ring puts him in that world where his dad was Chris Benoit, and then Chris Benoit became this infamous being, you know, and you have to also look at safety as a thing too, where if he's now in that world amongst wrestling fans who now all know who his dad is, where, where he's at now, they may not even know what wrestling is or name couldn't name who his fucking dad was. Yeah. You know, like <clears throat> I'm not saying this is one of the things, but like that has to go in the, at least for me, or if I was surrounding myself around him, if I was one of his close friends, you're going to you're jumping in into the shark tank now and you know there's going to be there's there's going to be companies that are not even going to want anything to do with you because you're yeah. here. you know you'll you'll never work for the WWE if that's something you want to go to according to him he's already been banned so there so, you go yep uh and, and that's he didn't do anything no you know he did he wasn't involved in any of this in any by any stretch well, of imagination uh, he got banned from he was at he was backstage at a WWE show, wearing an AEW hoodie, and they found out and they essentially like told him you can't you can't be around the company, no, oh. for like that purpose. Oh okay okay, so it was basically the same thing like Kevin Smith got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. you showed up on AEW you don't you don't exist anyways. <laughs> All right well. You know, there's there's still going to be a stigma around this kid, regardless. And again, that's that's overthinking, and I, I I'm I'm aware of that. But 
that's that that has to go in, into consideration that that name is just going to follow you. Yeah. And no matter if your if your if your parents d- doesn't have infamy around them or not, the whole goal should be to try to break away from that. Anyways, you know, Cody Rose doesn't want to be known as Dusty Rhodes' son. He, see, he he is his son, but he doesn't yeah, want to be that. Anymore. Well, and see, and and that's the thing. Like that's where he's he, like the duality of his 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 persona. He's very mature, but like sometimes during that interview, you're like, man, you're talking to a small child. Yeah. Because he's all about being Chris Benoit Jr. You know, and you're like. Ah, is that is that really a thing you would really want to do? Like, no, you you shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. Those are big shoes to fill. Yeah. First and foremost. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But yeah, it, for anybody, please visit YouTube. It's on there. Just look up Chris Van Vleet. That's V L E E T. He's got his own channel. And again, no no disrespect to. CVV there. I think he does great work, but uh, this was not your best, and it, it. I don't think it was necessarily because of him. I think it was just an awkward conversation, you know. Sure. Um, as far as uh, as far as you and I go, I think that about wraps it up for us. But uh, I do want to. I, I hate when we end the show this way, but I do want to. <laughs> <laughs> In all, in all seriousness, I, I do want to send my uh, our condolences to now, unfortunately, um, as of this recording, to Legends of the Business, and that is uh, Laparca and Rocky Johnson. We just got news before we started recording that he has passed away today, as well. Um, and anytime the you know we lose somebody in the, in the business, whether we were huge fans or not. You know, it's 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 a tough pill to swallow. And uh, Laparca, you know, he's not the original Laparca that uh, I grew up with, but I got I got the the privilege of watching him quite a few, few of his matches throughout the years. And tremendous tremendous talent. And uh, and of course Rocky Johnson, the the father of the very well known Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, who was more than that a, a phenomenal wrestler in his own right. In in just a fun guy to watch if you go back and watch some of the older matches of, of, of the heyday, you know, so uh, that, uh, that roster in the, in, the, in the big sky just continues to get bigger yeah, and bigger. They, they, uh, they say it comes in threes and, and this, is, this is no different uh, to a lesser extent. I, I, again, I, I'm not trying to speak ill of the dead or anything of that matter, but to a lesser extent, we also lost Kendo Nagasaki who, uh, um, if you're not familiar, um, a lot of NWA stuff, especially in Florida, um, pretty much a, a, a mid-carder most of his life, but a very important yeah. um, guy to just about every territory he went to. Definitely got a lot of people over. So uh, the, again, the unsung heroes of the business. Yeah, man. definitely. Uh, condolences to go go to all three families for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the. The wrestling world lost, you know, lost, lost great talent, and uh, it's crazy. Deeply be missed. Yeah. But um, with that being said, episode ninety-two in the books, and uh, how can you get a hold of us? Um, you can get a hold of us on social media: Facebook.com/slash Twenty X Twenty Crew is our official Facebook page. Come talk to us on Facebook in our group: Facebook.com. 
slash groups slash 20x20talk where you can talk to Matt and I about all things wrestling. We're available on Twitter, twitter.com slash 20x20crew. We are on Instagram, instagram.com slash 20x20crew. We are on YouTube where we offer exclusive material, exclusive to YouTube, in the form of the following contest, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube, all one word. That'll get you to get you straight to our channel. Please hit that subscribe button and uh, sign up for notifications for when we release new exclusive material through YouTube. Also, really quick, um, we are now available on CastBox. CastBox. CastBox.fm. Uh, I know a few people have been starting to check us out there. Thank you. Thank you again for all the new uh, new yeah, listeners or, or new avenue you're taking to listen to us. That really helps too. Um, but yeah, we are uh, we're we're always looking to expand and uh, just um, keep continuing to grow, regardless of the situation. And on that note, we're going to continue to uh, to watch uh, some wrestling. We're about to watch both Mick Gage and PCO at the same time, not wrestling each other. Thankfully, I don't <laughs> know. I would like to see that match. I... <laughs> I th- I think Nick Gage would beat the that. Sh- that would be literally yes. th- that. I don't know. I'm scared because that might actually be the the literal death of PCO. <laughs> Maybe someday, but um, but until then, I've been Matt. He's been Joe. And ladies and gentlemen, ninety-two time for the ninety-second time, you've been fantastic. Ninety-second time, baby. <laughs> until next week, we will. See you in the ring. ring.